Hello, and welcome to the Faculty Chronicles, TFC, a podcast sponsored by the Turo Center on Excellence in Teaching and Learning and the Office of the Provost. Your TFC podcast hosts are me, Professor Gina Bardwell, and Dr. Elizabeth Uni. Across academic disciplines, Turo faculty are producing great work, and the Faculty Chronicles wants you to hear all about it. TFC podcasts will highlight faculty chatting about their favorite project in research, teaching, learning, science, medicine, technology, and so much more. So let's get busy building community, connection, and continuous conversation tour-wide. Our next Faculty Chronicle guest is on deck waiting to chat. Welcome to the Faculty Chronicles. I am your host, Professor Gina Bardwell, and today's guest is Timothy Bellavia of Turo's Graduate School of Education. Timothy Bellavia is an assistant professor in childhood's grade one through six, general and special education program at the Graduate School of Education. He earned his MFA from Pratt Institute and was a fellow of the Skohegan School of Painting and Sculpture. And he is the author of several children's picture books, including the award-winning We Are All the Same Inside. Over the past few decades, he has collaborated with several nonprofit organizations, including Sesame Street and the Herbie Hancock Institute of Jazz. He was a recipient of Education's Update Outstanding Educator of the Year Award and is now serving as an integral part of a five-year research project to highlight the importance of integrating STEM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics topics into elementary schools curriculum. The research is funded through an education innovation research grant from the Office of Elementary and Secondary Education, OESE. Recent 2020 awards include 100 top visionaries in education at the Global Forum for Education and Learning. MARCOM Award for Treble Leads the Class and the Vidi Award for Treble Leads the Class. Timothy will go more into what those awards are in our interview. Recent grants include for 2021, CAC, which is City Artist Corps Grant, NIFA, New York Foundations for Arts Grant, and of course, EIR, Education Innovation Research Grant for 2019 through 2023. Wow, Timothy, you are without a doubt a busy and productive arts educator. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. You know, you spoke to me a while back about the International Day of Tolerance. Would you please explain what that's about to our our listening audience? And how did that event connect you to Turo? Well, it's quite simple. The International Day of Tolerance uh, started in 1995, and it's an annual event at the United Nations. Okay, specifically in 2003, I was asked by Niall Rogers and his foundation, We Are Family, to uh, present my curriculum and the children's book, We Are All the Same Inside, which at the time I was doing at the elementary school that I was teaching at, Hunter. Uh, Many of the sponsors uh, included uh, uh, things like 
Court TV to the uh, Museum of Tolerance. Uh, and with that, there were some luminaries like Steven Spielberg, Shanoa Foundation, Maddie J.P. Stepanek, uh, who at the time uh, is, a, is pretty much a saint at this point, but he was is a very renowned poet uh, in his very short time on this planet, and um, uh, Kathleen Kennedy Townsend. Uh, this was a curriculum that was to be promoted on the on November 16th of 2003. And with that, the International Day of Tolerance is to generate public awareness of the dangers of intolerance and things like genocide. 2003 was a time two years after, two years shy of 2001 and the 9-11 attacks. My curriculum, book and dolls were brought into the forum. Uh, this attracted Hal Wiki from the graduate school, uh, not the graduate school, but the communications department at Toro and uh, the, the Museum of Tolerance again and Shinoa Foundation are, you know, with, uh, the, uh, with the dangers of intolerance brought me to Toro. And um, that being said, I was working for your department, uh, Gina, and then the Graduate School of Education literally stole me. I remember, I remember <laughs> you and I working together yes. many times, yes. <laughs> So Timothy, we just uh, talked about the International Day of Tolerance and what brought you to Turo. And of course, faculty and administration at Turo saw you there and knew that you did this wonderful artistic work where you have developed what we call a sage doll. Will you tell the listeners, what is a sage doll? I wish your listeners could actually see the sage doll, but this is a podcast after all. A sage doll is a plush toy that is a utility patent and this patented doll has two parts the outside or what represented on the outside like a nesting doll are the various skin tones that the participant can decorate however they wish and the inside which is represents what we have under our largest organ of our body which is of course for our listeners the skin is the largest organ in our bodies the inside parts include the brains and the veins and the hearts and all the different parts that keep our miracle machine living so uh within this doll it is able to share with uh our common humanity it also celebrates our differences and our, of course our skin is one of the differences in our lives where people are judged by how dark it is how light it is how smooth it is how clear it is how not clear it is that's what this doll is about and that's what a sage doll is so the purpose of it really has a lot of social and emotional uh references is that right that is correct. And of course, this, you know, doll came about when I was observing my students during lunchtime, uh, where they were talking about uh, different things that was kind of disturbing, uh, where, uh, I mean, in terms of how they were comparing skin tones, but in a real, like, not a teasing way, but almost like a, just like all the systemic problems that we've had in our in our nation and our world about racism and any ism for that matter, it was it was borderlining uncruel. And I thought, as an as an art educator, what can I do? Not necessarily to solve this problem, but what can I do to add on to maybe the Clark Dow study, uh, which of course goes back to 1939, that was instrumental was an instrumental tool of tolerance if I could call it that, in 1954 during the Brown versus the Board of Education. So the, the sage doll, you know, it, it, it's a tool that basically I want the participants to explore. And I and we want, of course, this to be a place where they could do whatever they want and not necessarily be right or wrong. 
and of course, with this doll, I've, I've been included social studies, social, emotional, and literacy where they have to write before they do the doll, which of course has helped me and the, the organization get the monies to produce these dolls because I've sewn every single doll in the last 22 years by myself. One thing is that I like about what you're saying is that they have to write their story and that that story really helps them build on how they are going to create the doll. And I know that you use both the digital and tactile materials and platforms for students to make the doll, uh, to create the doll, to develop it. Could you talk a little bit about that? Well, in recently, in the last nine years, I've used the Sage doll uh, in the Dignity for All Students Act workshop that's required for all teaching candidates in the state of New York to be licensed. They have to take this legislation that was put in by our Honorable Patterson, who actually teaches, I think, at Turocom, part of our university system. Well, Honor uh, Honorable Patterson developed a, a a law in New York State that students not only have the ability to learn, but they also have the ability to learn in the safest space. That being said, I have the participants write up what would be a situation where the uh, the the uh, avatar or the sage doll would be picked on because of was it race, was it did their body. Uh, size or was it um, uh, their religion or whatever it is and they have to write it first and then they have to create the sage doll and it was once upon a time I did it in the tactile form but because of you know our recent events as we call COVID-19 uh, I've, I've developed it with digital so they are able to use their platforms such as Snapchat and uh, any app or a digital device to create it just like they would if they were using a glue stick and fabric parts and yarn and beads and jewels and all that. That's fantastic. I think you said, you told me something about you've created a, a way for them to drag and drop. Well, I call it dragging and clicking. And dragging so basically, and clicking. There, like, there, there's, there, there's, no, there's no one way to do it, but there's, and it's not, there's not a right or wrong way, but they can drag and click and manifest just like they would if they were cutting things out and all the parts are on the screen and they could drag and click. And this has really been so much fun because I was inspired by my teaching candidates that were teaching with these platforms like Google Class or uh all these different multiple uh, uh, pair deck where they, they they just make they're bringing in gaming basically into the classroom which who wouldn't want to play a digital game uh, to do reading comprehension as opposed to like just reading a textbook and answering the questions and not knowing or not having the insight to look at the insects of the book so of the textbook so these are these are such exciting times for me as an educator and i'm growing and that's what i pedagogy is all about it's like reaching the students where they are and their strengths and reaching where you want to be. And it, that's the, the climb. It's great. It is great. It's innovation. Innovation, which is what the grant actually is. Timothy, you have a great book that you wrote. It's an award-winning book that you wrote um, several years ago called We Are All the Same Inside. And that is a companion piece to your story uh, of the Sage Doll, of the development of the Sage Doll. Can you speak about that to the audience and, and how you use that in the classroom to uh, for your teaching process? Uh, the We Are All the Same Inside Children's Picture Book is a pretty much a, hopefully a timeless uh, tale of uh, our common humanity and what we and how we can celebrate each other. And uh, pretty much it's the mission is to basically uh, 
promote acceptance and or tolerance and um within that i know we ultimately want to have peace and acceptance but in these times of such systemic problems with humanity um i'm I've always been a cheerleader for the word tolerance because it's not scapegoating in the book. It shares that what we, what we can embrace, even if our values and beliefs and attitudes are different. Um, the book basically is just a platform that could be used or doesn't have to be used in terms of the workshop. Um, but it pretty much introduces the concept uh, through pictures and shows diversity and the unity of our humanity. Thank you so much. And I'm going to, as soon as this interview is over, I'm making an appointment to do my sage doll with you. Just, oh, I'm just saying. Okay. I could send that sage doll kit to you anytime. You know that. And we can do it on Zoom and we can be safe. And I'll even include all the fixings that you need in even personalizing it. Perfect. So Perfect. Date. All right. That's a date. So I know I'm going to switch this a little bit. And I know that you are part of a trifecta research team and it's a it's quite a powerful trifecta and your team received the national eir educational innovation uh, research grant for 2019 through 2023 to work on teaching mathematics uh reading music and computational thinking as well as other areas in the curriculum uh, for elementary students could you talk about the strengths that each of you have individually where you were able to get this grant bring it together and talk a little bit about the grant process i'd be happy to um you know just like when i was teaching uh students at toro or in the elementary school everyone has their own strengths within this team we have three principal researchers uh, including myself of course dr corey and dr haber uh within this team we are have individual strengths and pretty much um, Roz is the the editor and I am the creative force and that I you know was asked to do something and went beyond that something and it just manifested into such a great research project and I need to state that you know every story starts in the middle uh, Dr. Haber has had her storied career in the Department of Education in New York Dr. Corey has been doing this math music and computational thinking research for years going back to like 2020 and so you know she brought me in in 2017 2018 and you know gave me the task of creating these dolls and puppets and i thought oh i could finally reach my longest term goal with kind of not stepping away from social and emotional but bringing in stem with math and note dolls and and computational thinking and numbers which is something that i'm terrified of but i secretly <laughs> want to do that so timothy i'm coming to like the final question and i really want to know you said you made discoveries about yourself with uh, you became a better student of math you were smarter than a fifth grader but what were some of the discoveries that you noticed of your students as they were working with your note dolls what did you notice uh, some of the things i noticed is that when you have a hands-on approach it is a minds-on approach and even though we don't necessarily think that our students are taking it in or, or learning they they truly are because when they're put to task even though they can't speak they also they could point and they could acknowledge by tapping 
what the note value is, whether it's four beats for the whole for holy moly or the whole note, or a half note, which is two beats, which is Herbie half note. Now, you know, one of the interesting and initial discoveries I had in challenging challenges was before the pandemic or online learning was when I had a participant that was blind and they wow. had to do a sage doll. And of course, this is hands-on learning. And that participant, uh, I, I, I thought about it all night and I got puffy paint and this, I had to trace the contours of the doll and the participant was able to feel where they were to add the paint and colors and was able to fully participate into a visual arts program because I, okay, okay, had a, there was a challenge and, and when I sew or when I develop a curriculum or write a lesson plan, I always think about, you know, what can the students do and what can I do to help them manifest or reach this goal? And having a blind student is a challenge in a visual arts classroom or concept. So having this situation brought to me and, and having the, the participant fully participate was one of the first moments where I thought, okay, I can handle this challenge. And then every challenge that has happened from, you know, not wanting to work with a glue stick to uh, maybe having uh, gender specific issues of not wanting to play with a puppet. It's been a, a walk in the park has been a piece of cake. Wow, that's interesting because the idea of the puffy paint, is that like three-dimensional paint that gives it some of a tactile experience? like has a, a mountain in a valley where the, the participant could feel it and then say, okay, with the paraprofessional, I want the eyes to be brown or I want the para would get, gave the participant the brush and they were able to put in and then follow the, the contour because it was like a little tiny wall. So this was just something that, you know, and I would document every doll that I did over the years. And it, it was my favorite doll that the, the, that the participants ever made because it was, it was such a challenge. And I at first didn't think I could reach that challenge, just like I didn't think I could do it digitally. But, you know, when there's a will, there's a way. And when you're passionate about something, you're just not going to give up. And um, that's, you know, what my, my life lessons have always been in life and in, in education, where, you know, it's about education, equity, and leadership. And, and as a teacher, I never thought of myself as a leader, but I have to be because I want to do better. And I can't just sit around and be, you know, confident and, and rest on a doll that I made 22 years ago. I've got to keep moving forward. And, and these challenges just make it better. And, you know, my hope and prayers is that, you know, when I'm no longer here on this planet, that these things that I've developed hopefully will have a life of their own and can, you know, make the connections for learners in the future. Timothy, we are so grateful and happy to have you at Turo. I know that I am. You are a, a sheer joy to, to all of the elementary school teachers that you teach to teach students. And you are just a sheer joy to be a, a, a colleague, to have as a colleague. So thank you so much for being on the Faculty Chronicles, for sharing what you do, what you bring to the classroom, and what you share in general. All the grants you're working on and all the projects you're working on, whew, you are truly, your work will truly live on. Thanks so much. And uh, I hope I can bring you back at some point to see what else you're working on. And don't well, forget, don't forget, I want my kit. You promised. I promise you will get your kit and we will party like it's kindergarten. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Faculty Chronicles, TFC, Turo's podcast featuring the projects and work of faculty throughout the Turo College and University system. TFC is sponsored by the Office of the Provost and Kettle, the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning. We hope you like what you heard and will keep listening. So join us next time on the Faculty Chronicles as we highlight and share faculty achievements that build community, connection, and continuous conversation.